coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. All right, guys. I'm happy to be back with you today to continue this 30-part series on blue-collar leadership and supervision. Unleash your team's potential as I try to serve you and help you climb to the next level and beyond in hopes that you're going to do the same for someone else. Talked about that a lot in the last episode in Chapter 8, Part 8, and we'll be continuing that on with a little bit different twist today as we move into the next chapter. Today we're on Chapter 9 or part nine of 30 relative to this series. So chapter nine is titled who you are matters. And the subtitle is lead with confidence, not arrogance. And I promise you, you already know what it's like to work with arrogant people or for an arrogant leader, because you typically don't work with an arrogant leader. They know it and you know it. You work for an arrogant leader. They know it and you know it. So you kind of you kind of feel the difference, right? And so I want to start this episode off with a quote from John Maxwell. John's had a huge impact on my life through his books. And also I've spent a lot of time with him. Rhea and I have uh, between 2012 and 2015, the three-year period. We spent a lot of time going through a lot of conferences and training with John. We went to Guatemala with John in 2013 uh, with John and a bunch of others to, as part of the cultural transformation of that nation to actually kick it off. We got to go to the presidential palace with John and hundred. there were 150 of us and John and, and John and the president of Guatemala were up on the, on the stage at, at the presidential palace and the other 150 of us were in the audience and they were on live TV and they were casting the vision for transformation for the entire nation. And they've had a lot of transformation. A lot of, a lot of corruption has, has been revealed and, and, and eliminated. Actually, that president who was on that stage that day, a year or two after we were there, or maybe more, I can't really remember now. That was 2013. It's been a little while ago. But he got ousted and, and I believe got convicted of corruption and things like that. A lot of, a lot of people did. So... He thought he could get away with it because he was at the top, but uh, that didn't work out too well for him. But we were there. We trained over 20,000 Guatemalan leaders from all over the country. All of us, 150 people, were scattered out across the country, and they were sending people from all across the country to meet with us in different places. And each of us had about 50 or so people multiple times uh, throughout that week. Really, it was three days, I think, that we were actually training other people. But... We touched about 20,000 people, leaders, from all different walks of life there. So that was that was pretty cool. So John, this is a quote from John. John says, leaders with confidence help people. Leaders with ego hurt people because they use and abuse other people. When you have confidence, you can help 
when you don't have confidence, but you got a lot of ego, you're going to hurt. We talked about serving versus helping. I mean, serving or helping or being served or being helped in the last episode. So we're kind of taking it and breaking it down into one little tiny component. There's thousands. You can take this stuff and go a thousand different ways at any given time. What I want you to know, though, management of people is about control and competency. Management's about having control of the people, managing people. is about having control of the people and having the competency to direct the people to accomplish the mission. And, and high-impact leadership, it's not about control and competency. It's about character and competency. High-impact leaders lead from a foundation of character. Low-impact leaders who actually manage people, that's why we call it man managing people, Instead of leading people, they're still leaders, but they're low-impact leaders. They focus on control and competency. And actually, if you remember the last episode, I told you about the two military captains, the one who took over the ship and took it from worst to first in two years. He took over with a mindset, leading high-impact leadership mindset on a foundation of character and competency. That was Captain Abrashoff. Captain Marquette took over as captain of the nuclear submarine in the book. It uh, turned the ship around, but he took over with a with a, a management mindset of people, and he took over with control and competency as the foundation. But Captain Abrashoff in the book "It's Your Ship," where he writes about that, he took over the ship on a with a foundation of character and competency. They both ended up taking their ship and submarine from worst to first, but they started out completely different. Abrashoff started out with character and competency. Marquette started out with control and competency, but he quickly learned that was not going to work. The control part wasn't because he wasn't as competent as he thought on that sub because he didn't know as much about it. And uh, he realized he needed to go develop the character of a high impact leader and trust the competency of the people because they knew what he didn't know. So it's, it gets pretty deep. You may, you may, if you liking this kind of stuff too, you may enjoy my book, 10 values of high impact leaders, where I go focus in on 10 values that high impact leaders actually possess. And it's in the ebook and audio book as well. So that's, that's an, it's not in the blue collar leadership series, but, Principles apply to everyone, so you might want to go check that one out as you dig through this content. So as a leader, your character will either launch you or limit you. You probably heard me say that a lot on a lot of different episodes. It's a fact. Not only as a leader, but as a person in your personal life as well. And it doesn't matter about your position or title. But as a leader, most definitely, your character will either launch you or limit you. Leaders with highly developed character shine. And just as shiny objects get noticed, so do shiny leaders. 
So your character is going to launch you or limit you. Because of this one reason right here. Character leverages competency. And when I say character, I'm talking about well-developed character. The more you develop your character, it's going to leverage your competency. Meaning the competency you have is going to become more valuable as your character improves. And so one thing you need to know about character as I'm talking about this, character does not mean you're a good or bad person. So I'm not saying good character leverages competency. Bad character obviously don't. That's not what I'm saying. Character is everything that you are. It's how you do what you do. It's why you do what you do. That can constantly change throughout your life if you're growing and developing, intentionally trying to improve your character, learning stuff like this. Most people don't develop their character intentionally. It may evolve over time accidentally, but it's very slow and only uh, a low level of development happens accidentally. It's like getting fit. If you go, to, if you decide you want to get fit, accidental fitness is not going to get you the same result as intentional fitness. Accidental will be like, well, I got to walk out to my car to go to work today, so I got a little walking in. That's accidental fitness. When I got there, the elevator was out. I had to walk up the steps. That's accidental fitness versus I'm going to the gym or I'm going to walk or run three times a week, 20 minutes a day. Or I'm going to go run a marathon. I got to train for months and run gazillion miles. That's intentional fitness. It's the same way with character development. Unfortunately, most people go through their life without any intentional character development. That was me up until 2008. And I had gotten a lot better by 2008 than when I graduated high school in 1987. But it was slow and uh, took a long time, bit by bit. And, and I did get better because I wanted to have a better life. And I was trying to climb the ladder and all this kind of stuff. But it wasn't until 2008. When I discovered this kind of content, that, that I started launching like a rocket. But it was not because I just read this stuff. It was because I read it and applied it, read it and applied it. Look for good examples, look for bad examples. I became very intentional and things started changing in a hurry. When, as my character started changing, my income started changing big time. From 2008... To 2010, 2008, I had been working for 20 years in manufacturing. I had 20 years of competency, but I had only accidental character growth. And I, I was making a pretty good salary when I resigned and started my own consulting business. But it was the same time I did that that I discovered this type of content. And I started applying it to myself personally and then also in my consulting business professionally. So in just a matter of a, a year or two, my salary had quadrupled. Quadrupled in a year or two. From 20 years of growing until 22 years, that two-year gap, one to two years, it quadrupled. I didn't learn any new competency. Zero. What I did was work on my character. That's what I'm talking about when I say character leverages competency. And the rates we get to speak today sometimes is crazy compared to what I was doing in 2008. 
I can make more in the morning sometimes than I used to make in an entire year. Not in 2008, but a couple of mornings I could make what I was actually making after 20 years of working in manufacturing as far as earning. But not because I'm special, but it's because I can influence a lot of people with this type of stuff in just a matter of a short period of time. But it ain't about me. I, I'm just using me as an example. You can have the same story. Your story will be different, but it'll be the same story of exceptional, explosive growth and success. Even if you don't learn any more competency, if you just focus on developing your character, especially as a leader in a leadership position, because you can get massive results. I'm telling you, you become valuable. And that's how to become successful is to become valuable. That's what all this stuff, if you start applying it in a world where no one else does, I'm telling you, you're going to get some ridiculous results and some ridiculous opportunities. C.S. Lewis said it best. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. So if you read a lot of leadership books, you probably heard that or something like it. But if if you haven't, all this stuff's going to be new. And that's a good one. I'm going to say it again. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. So when we're talking about being humble, I'm talking about being humble, having humility. I'm not saying think of yourself Think less of yourself. You still should highly value yourself, but you shouldn't think about yourself a lot. You should think about others. You're not the center of the world. John Maxwell says, with the, with the exception of one person, the world exists of other people. I mean, the world is made up of other people. With one, one mighty one, one minor, tiny exception. The world is made up of 7 billion other people, basically. We're pretty much irrelevant. We shouldn't be thinking about ourselves, one person. We should be thinking about the 7 billion out there. How many of them can we help? But again, it's not about you, but it starts with you. So there's a fine line between confidence and and arrogance. That's how we started out this episode, talking about confidence and arrogance. There's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. It's called humility. And humility is a choice. Becoming humble is a choice. Warden Burl Kane, who was the warden of Angola Prison in Louisiana, turned that prison around amazingly with, with these kind of leadership principles. He's got a quote. Rhea and I were privileged to speak to a bunch of prison wardens out in near. Uh, we were in Petaluma, California, and we got to tour San Quentin uh, prison with those about 40 wardens or so. And just this year, we were in, in April. We were up in Ohio with another group. But when we were out in Petaluma near San Francisco, we got to tour San Quentin and we got to actually meet Warden Burl Kane and hear him speak and. And he sat by us when we were in the, the prison chapel and uh, we were getting, you know, told about the tour and that stuff. And so we got to see him a lot. And he gave me his book called Cain's Redemption. But it's a quote he said, and it stuck with me like a lot of quotes do. I didn't have to write it down uh, to memorize it. I didn't have to study it. But Warden Cain says, be humble so you don't stumble. Be humble so you don't stumble. 
So confidence minus humility equals arrogance. So if you choose to serve your team or help your team, whichever word you want to feel good about, if you choose to serve your team as a high-impact leader, that alone will show your humility to the team. Because if you're serving them, it takes a humble person to serve their team when they're the boss. Many people strive for that position so they can be special, so they can have a, a nice office, so they can wear the nice clothes, so they can have a, a, a parking place out there that says, I'm the man or I'm the lady. But that, that ain't what we're talking about in this kind of le leadership. Only leaders who are truly humble will make the choice to serve their team. Managers of people walk through the door every day to be served by their team. That's what managers of people do. It's all about them. High-impact leaders walk through the door every day to serve their team. It's not about them. It started with them, but it's not about them. It's about the team. So which type of leader do you prefer? When you look up in the org chart, which type of leader do you prefer? prefer? A leader who wants to help you, serve you, or one that wants you to help them and you to serve them? Answer's kind of obvious. But now, that's looking out the window at the org chart and the people above you. But now let's look in the mirror and the people below you in the org chart. Which are you? What do they see when they look up the org chart? You can't do nothing about what you see above except quit and go find somebody else to look at. Or maybe slowly over time, you grow and develop, you can influence those people. But you can't make them change. You can only influence them to change. But you can do everything about what the folks who are below you in the org chart see when they look up. You have 100% control over the person they see directly, which is you. So which are you? A humble leader serving and helping the team or an arrogant leader expecting to be served and helped by the team? So I want to leave you with a quote from Bob Chapman. Bob Chapman's the CEO of $2 billion plus Barry Waymiller. I talk about him a lot. He's the best example I can t tell you about that I'm aware of who leads like this from the very top and is unbelievable. He's got a website called Truly Human Leadership. He's got a podcast. He's got a book called Everybody Matters. This man lives this stuff I'm telling you about on every episode from the top. But he hadn't always been that way either. He was kind of like Captain Marquette in the book Turn Your Ship Around. He had to learn. I mean, we all have to learn, right? But I talk about Truett Cathy a lot, but Truett Cathy was kind of flatlined. He was just that kind of person throughout his whole life. But people like me, like uh, Captain Marquette, Bob Chapman, we had men kind of flatlined our whole life. We had, to, we had to learn and do a lot of hard work on the inside to become this type of person. And that's, that's the way Bob leads his company now, though, is with this kind of stuff that we're talking about. And it's so deep and ingrained. They put out videos. They have employees at all levels doing training and development of different people in different organizations. They've got a university. they got all kind of stuff. So Bob, Bob says this. 
The people are just fine. It's our leadership that's lacking. When people perform poorly, most leaders are quick to blame them, perhaps even fire them right away. It takes introspection and humility to admit that might be a consequence of my poor leadership. That's what Bob has to say. So when you look at your team, those people reporting to you, or even your family at home, especially children, whatever's going on, if they're performing poorly, the children or your team, kind of the same. Is There's principles. They apply everywhere. I want you to stop today and say and consider and think about that might be a consequence of my poor leadership. If you're struggling in life personally, look in the mirror and say, my life may be this way. Is this a consequence of my poor leadership? Meaning a, I don't lead myself well. If you need help with that, go check out my book, Defining Influence. Increasing your influence increases your options. It's not a little book like these blue-collar leadership books are 90 pages, 30 chapters, three pages each. Defining Influence think there's about 19 chapters in there and it's about 250 pages or something but it dives deep it's like my foundational book that talks about the components of influence and dives deep into trust and talks about your passion and your purpose and i share a lot of my personal stories especially relative to parenting my son and and the goofy stupid things i did it caused me to lose my relationship with him between 15 and 19 when he was 15 years old to 19 years old he really didn't talk to me we didn't have a relationship but when he was 17 is when i discovered these kind of books in 2008 two years later when he was 19 and i've been reading this stuff for two years and working on me intentionally trying to be humble and say hey it's my fault my relationship with my son may be a consequence of my poor leadership and I worked on me, and I worked on me, and I worked on me. And finally, two years I've been working on me, I was able to to start rebuilding that relationship. And today it's like amazing. And my son's read all kind of books like this. And he's getting amazing, ridiculous off the charts financial results without a college degree in today's world. And I'm telling you, if you want a college degree, that's great. Go get you one. If you need one, go get you one. But a lot of blue-collar folks... And he's not even doing really blue-collar work. But blue-collar folks, a lot of us, we don't need a college degree. I've got one. I only used it to get one job one time. That's the only reason I got it, because I needed it to take the next step. If you need a college degree to take the next step, be humble. Be willing to sacrifice and make that choice and go get it. If you don't, you still got to do the work. You still got to learn. You still got to work on your develop, developing your competency and, most importantly, your character. So just look in the mirror, whether you're a leader of other people or you're aspiring to be a leader or you're thinking about the home life and ask yourself, could whatever's going on that's not the way I want it to be in my life or on my team, could that be a consequence of my poor leadership, meaning myself? That's humility saying I'm the problem. What's awesome about that is you can get right to work fixing it. That's what I'm trying to help you do. We're talking about serving and helping. That's why I do these podcasts. It's a way to serve 
those people who want to learn from me and my knowledge and my experience who align with my character, who value this kind of stuff. This is a way to serve you. And there's a bunch of you out there. I do it all the time. In the past, I was worried about me and nobody else, and I just want to become successful. And I was doing that. But when I discovered this stuff, I realized I was leaving a lot on the table. And I was arrogant. I didn't even understand that I was arrogant. And if I, even when I started understanding it, I didn't care. But as I kept growing down this path, it took me about four years. First four years, I tried to apply this stuff just to get better results. Kind of like manipulating in a way. But after four years of it, 2012, I started realizing I got to really work on me. I got some issues inside of me relative to my character. I got to work on it and I got busy. And I've been busy and, and it's amazing what has happened. And your path most likely will be very different than my path. But I know you can become exceptional. And I know for you to become highly successful, all you have to do is choose to become highly valuable. Do that long enough, your world's going to get better and you're going to help other people have, have a better journey in this world. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can look for the next one as always. Next Friday morning, 6 a.m., it'll be released and published. I don't know when you're listening, but that's when a new one comes out every week. Friday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern time in the United States. That's Atlanta, Georgia time and uh, where I'm at. And so uh, have a great day. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others now available on audio along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.